Welcome to Awaken to Grace. Today we're in part two of a sermon called What's So Amazing About Grace? We are in this grace and truth study, and today we are drilling down on the word grace, and we're going to Romans chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. And in today's part two of the sermon, we're going to see what Paul meant when he said that sin reigned in death but grace reigns in righteousness that leads to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, we are going to explore Romans 5 together today. We're going to see these beautiful Bible words like righteousness, justification, peace with God, access to the Father, and we're going to see how with all of this, through all of this, we stand in the grace of God. I hope you enjoy today part two, What's So Amazing About Grace, on today's edition of Awakened Radio. You must understand the bad news before you really can receive the good news. You have to understand the calamity that sin truly is before you can receive the life that the gospel really offers. And you and I have to understand sin does not equal bad. Sin equals death. And as Paul says in the next verse, sin reigned in death. Why? Romans chapter 6 verse 23. For the wages of sin is what? Death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Sin reigned in death, but grace reigns in righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But why did sin increase? Because of the law. The law increases sin. So if you're someone that you live your life by the law, in other words, I'm good enough. I'm not as bad as other people. I'll be okay. I feel good about my chances. Friends, the law reveals. It teaches us. It shows us the depths of sin. It shows us the reality of sin. It defines sin for us. Years ago in the United States of America, there used to not be speed limit laws, right? Horse and buggy, you could go as fast as you wanted to go. But as automobiles came along, what happened? Laws began to be put on the books. Laws began to be enacted. And now the speed limit reveals. It shows us. And you go beyond that, you break the law. Every one of us have broken the laws of God. Every single one of us. And what the law does, it comes to reveal that. Why does the law reveal our sin? Because only Jesus Christ, who is filled with grace and truth, can remove our sin. The law comes to reveal it. Christ comes to remove it. Why? Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Amen. Where sin did abound... Where sin did increase, grace did much more abound. What's that mean? The word abound here is a beautiful word in the New Testament. You know what the word actually means? 
The picture is of a river that is overflowing its banks. <laughs> the picture is of a large river that's swelling over its banks. It, the word here actually means super. <laughs> it is a super abundance. It is overflowing. Here is the word picture in the Greek. What it means is where there are waves of sin, there are greater waves of grace. Amen. So you might be a person this morning, you may be watching online where you say, Chad, if you knew who I was, if you knew the sins of my past, if you knew the things, if you knew where I come from, you wouldn't agree that grace would. No, my friend, you don't know the Bible. Listen to the good gospel news where there are waves of sin, where sin has increased in your life. The gospel is there are greater waves of grace. There is more grace than there is sin in your past. Amen? And where the law reveals it, Christ removes it to the glory of God. But you got to see the bad news before you can truly receive the good news. And the good news is you're not too far gone. The good news is that it doesn't matter what your past is compared to grace. Grace is greater. It doesn't matter what your mistakes are compared to grace. Grace is greater. It doesn't matter what your sins are compared to grace. God's grace is greater. For where sin did increase, grace abounded waves upon waves upon waves of grace where sin did increase grace did abound all the more and my friend you are not greater than God and your faults are not greater than God and your past is not greater than God and your sins are not greater than God grace is greater now look at the next verse. So, here's the conclusion. Just as sin reigned in death. Sin reigned in death. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. As sin reigned in death, grace reigns in righteousness. Let's really understand this verse today. Why does sin reign in death? Perhaps you've wondered before, why does God judge all mankind based upon sin? Why, why is there sin? Where, well, see, Romans 5 explains so much. You should sit down and you should just spend some time. Just read Romans 5 as slow as you can read it. Just read it slowly, all of it. And see what he explains, I believe, in verses 10, 11, 12, and 13. What, what Paul is going to explain... But really, even before that, he says, uh, I can't remember the exact verse offhand, but he says that God showed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But why were we sinners? Paul explains it. Paul tells us. Because through Adam, through one man, the first man, Adam, through his disobedience, Sin spread to all mankind. And through his disobedience, what are the wages of sin? Death. Death has spread to all mankind. See, right now, it's so exciting because we got, we got a bunch of babies being born in this church. You know that? Yeah, it's, it's a blessing. I wonder, if, I wonder if the lockdowns had anything to do with that. I don't know. 
We'll call them lockdown babies, right? But you know, when a baby's born, see, again, let's understand the gospel. A baby is not going to grow older and then become a sinner when a baby commits his or her first sin. When is that? Is that the age of two? Is that the age of five? Is that the age of nine? Is that the age of 12? No, that's not the question. Because a child does not become a sinner when he or she commits his or her first sin. It's reversed. That child is born a sinner. We don't become sinners when we sin. We sin because we are born sinners. Why are we all born sinners? Because the first man, Adam, out of his disobedience, sin spread to all mankind. It's in our very DNA, you see? But what's Paul teach? But through one man's obedience, <laughs> the second Adam, through the obedience of Jesus Christ, that he was obedient to the point of death, the death of the cross, amen? Salvation has now come to all mankind that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, the glorious grace of God. Amen. And this is why through one man's disobedience, Adam, sin and death spread to all mankind. But now through one man, Jesus Christ, Salvation can come to all men. That is why verse 21 makes sense. That, so as sin reigned in death, that's through the first man, Adam. Now, grace might reign in righteousness leading to, not death, eternal life. Do you know what the difference is, my friend? If you're born once, when you came from your mother's womb and you were born into this very hostile and sinful world, if you're born once, the Bible teaches you're going to die twice. You'll die a physical, natural death. But see, you'll die what the Bible calls the second death. You'll be forever separated from the presence, the grace, and the love of God Almighty. But do you know what the Bible teaches? If you're born twice, <laughs> Lord, open the ears of the Nicodemuses in Jesus' name. If you're born twice, if you're born of your flesh, you're born of your mother's womb, but then you're born again by the Spirit of God. Grace enters into your life. Your sins are forgiven by the blood of Christ. The Holy Spirit indwells you. If you're born twice, you'll only die once. Only once. And that's the physical death. And you know what the good news is of that? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen? The last enemy to be destroyed is death. And Christ has put death under his feet to the glory of God. Amen? That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Praise God today. Praise God. So as sin reigned in death. The wages of sin is death. Sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. 
Now, for those who hope in Christ, for those who trust Jesus for the salvation of their souls, for those who have tasted and seen the grace of God, now grace reigns, leading to eternal life. So how do you receive such eternal life? How does that come to us? Let's unfold this just a bit. It says, in righteousness. Now, let's, let's back up for a moment. Look at verse 1. Of Romans 5. Look at verse 1. Verses 1 and 2. And I want us to link righteousness in verse 21. I want us to link that to verses 1 and 2. Notice verse 1 says, Now, therefore, we are justified by faith. If you don't know what the biblical word justification means, Let's take some notes because this this is worth you understanding and memorizing. The Bible word, what a beautiful biblical word, the word justification, to be justified by faith. This is literally what it means. It means to be declared by God Almighty, not guilty, but righteous. Now, why is that so important? Go back to verse 20. The law reveals sin. See, each and every one of us, everyone breathing oxygen right now at this second, everyone with a beating heart, with a pulse and breathing in your lungs, you and I will stand before God Almighty. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27, it is appointed unto man to die once. And after this, the judgment. I believe what that verse means, to die once. I believe that means you and I have one opportunity to die right with God. If you're listening to my voice today and you are not right with God, friend, you better be getting right with God because you will have one chance and one chance only to die right with God. There are no redos. There are not doing it over again. You have one chance to die right. It is appointed. There is a date. There is a calendar day for you to breathe your last. And you have one opportunity to die once and after this, the judgment. See, you and I will stand before a holy and a righteous God. And the question on that day is what will happen with your sin? And what happens with your sin and what happens with my sin determines what happens with us. And here is the gospel news. That for those of us that the law, we see our sin. It's revealed our sin. And we have given our sin over to Jesus. We have trusted in Christ for the forgiveness of our sin. Do you know what the good gospel news is? Is that the righteous judge, God Almighty, has declared us not guilty. (laughs) That's what it means to be justified. It means that our sin has gone before Jesus Christ and he absorbed our sin on the cross of Calvary. That means that Jesus himself bore our sin and it means that the Father, that God Almighty, has declared believing sinners not 
guilty. You know what happens when that realization comes into our life? You know what happens when we're declared not guilty by God? Look at the next result. And having peace with God. Having peace with God. See, friends, so many people today, they want peace from God. They get in trouble. They need help. Their life falls apart. Their life is in shambles. It's in ruins. And then all of a sudden, we want peace from God. But friends, understand, you must first have peace with God before you could ever receive peace from God. And what does it mean to have peace with God? It means that all of your sins are forgiven. It means that you are reconciled to the heart of God. It means that you who once were an enemy, you who were hostile, you who were undone, and without Jesus, you have now been brought near to the Father, and you've been restored and forgiven and declared a child of God. Now, you know what the gospel is? See, when that kind of grace is working in our life, we're declared not guilty by God, we're justified of all sin, then the peace of God comes into our hearts. Then we walk with the peace of God. Then we, have, we can receive that peace that surpasses all understanding. But understand this, you cannot come to God for peace if you've not made Him Lord and Savior. If you've not yielded to his spirit, if you have not surrendered your life today, do you have peace with God? That's my question. Do you have peace with God? Once that happens, then the peace from God will fill your heart and your life. Now, watch what happens next. Verse number two. When we've been justified by faith, when the peace of God comes into our lives, then look what Paul says. Then we have access. Oh, I want you to... Hebrews calls it the throne of grace. We can approach the throne of grace boldly and find help in our time of need. Amen? Do you see what grace does for us? Do you see what righteousness does for us? And I want you to see this. This is so beautiful. This is my favorite part of the whole text. When I am justified by faith, I'm declared not guilty as a believing sinner. I'm pardoned by the grace of God. When I, when that faith declares me not guilty and I'm justified, then peace comes into my life. And then I'm at peace with God and therefore I've got peace from God. Then I have access to approach God. Then I can call on his name. Then I can find grace and help and mercy in the time of my trouble. And then look what Paul says. This grace by which we stand. Do you know why I love the way Paul writes that? Now again, let's link it. Link verse 2. The grace by which we stand. To what grace is producing in our life that leads to eternal life in verse 21. Righteousness. For do you know what righteousness truly means? When Adam and Eve sinned, our first parents. What did they do? They hid from God, didn't they? They cowered. They hid. 
But do you know what righteousness does? It literally means to stand upright before God. And going back to that definition of John Stott, I love grace is that God stooped down and rescued. Why did God stoop down? So that you and I may stand upright. So that you and I can stand before a God and not be condemned and not be put to shame, but be rescued and be saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why God stooped down. To give us his grace. And it's that grace by which we stand as we have access with God. And why is there access with God? Because there's peace from God. Why is there peace with God? Because there's justification by faith. And what brings the justification by faith? The rich, the abundant, the super, the overflowing, the waves upon waves, grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And while most of the world is hurtling toward death, we who are justified, we who are born again, we who are spared, we who are saved, we are being led to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Does grace amaze you? It should. Because it's what saved you. Let's bow our heads today. Are you here today? Lacking the grace of God? Are you watching online? and You know you're without God's grace. In the book of Titus, it teaches, chapter 2. Grace has now appeared before all men. Grace is for you. It's for you. And Satan would tell you, no, you're too far gone. You've done too much. It's for everyone but you. What a liar he is. Today, I don't care what age you are. I don't care what past you have. God's grace is here and it's now. And it's for the taking. It's for the breathing in. All over today, in the building and online, I want you to pray with me right now if you're in need of grace. I want you to pray with me right now. Right now, let nothing stop you. Let nothing hinder you. Lord Jesus Christ, pray it with me right now. Lord Jesus Christ, I am a sinner. And I need a Savior. Rescue me now. I repent of all sin. And I receive you as Lord.
Hallelujah. I give my life to you. And I will live. And I will stand. Upright. In the grace of God. Thank you for your gift. Thank you for grace. I receive it today.